0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again, my brothers and sisters, let's move ourselves along the pathway of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is my goal in the sermons of these holy days, last night, Holy Thursday, today, Good Friday, and the Easter Vigil tomorrow to try to translate us a bit in mind and spirit to where our Lord was. Last night, he came face to face with the high priest in the Sanhedrin. He came to his own people, yet his own knew him not. And they asked directly, are you the Christ, the son of the living God? And he said, I am. And from now on you shall see the man, the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory and seated at the right hand of the power. And they rejected, and the high priest tore his garments, which was unlawful for him to do. And they imprisoned him cold and asked for his death. They accepted not the Messiah. He said, "No, No more of this, the meek inherit the earth. Enough with you must lose your life to save it. What is this with what? Raising from the dead. Let the dead be dead and not bother the living. And so that that will be ensured, we demand his death. Yet they are feeble, conquered by a foreign power. And the Pax Romana shadows over them. And so in the morning, they drag him before Pilate. And there our Lord is, the King of all the world, cold and shivering after a sleepless night, struck and spat on by his own, now being judged by a pagan and a foreigner. And even then, that cold man, Pilate, the one person he loved, Claudia, his wife, was warned in a dream, have nothing to do with this just man. But he had not courage, and he could not hearken to truth. Jesus knew he could not say, I am the Messiah. He says rather, I came to testify to the truth. Those who hear the truth hear my voice. And Pilate utters the sneer of the age. What is truth? I too do not wish to be bothered by the dead coming alive. Enough of this. I fear only power. And when the crowds chant, if you release him, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar, and that causes Pilate to dread. And he hands him over, and they walk the way to the cross. Christ is scourged and beaten, he has received in his own body the penalty for sin, the monstrous lies, the endless vanities, the unquenchable lusts, the endless murders throughout all of human history met in his own body. And he lifts the cross, rejected and scourged, judged and condemned, and goes out along the way of the cross. And from the moment he picks up that cross, he utters no word until he encounters what are called the holy women of Jerusalem who meet him along the way and weep for him. And when he hears their cries and sees their tearful faces, He turns to them and says this. We find this in the Gospel of St. Luke. Weep not for me, daughters of Jerusalem. Weep for yourselves and for your children. Behold, a time is coming when men will say, It is good to be barren, good for the wombs that never bore children and the breasts that never nursed. It is then that they will begin to say, let the mountains fall on us and the hills cover us. For if they do this in the green wood, what shall be done in the dry? And in that moment, the first word he speaks after hilfing that cross, I give you now the meditation written by Archbishop Sheen in his book Life of Christ. He writes. As in the garden he had the soldiers to take him and let the apostles go their way, so too he told the women not to mourn over him, for he was innocent, but to mourn over the destruction of Jerusalem, which was a symbol of the destruction of the world. In the year 70 A.D., when the destruction of Jerusalem did come, The historian Josephus recorded that the people of Jerusalem hid themselves in the dens and rocks of the mountain. This was the first time since his interrogation before Pilate that our Lord broke his silence. It was the Passion Sermon of the Savior, or at least the first part of it, the second part being his seven last words from the cross. If there was any moment when our Lord might have been preoccupied with his own sorrows and have taken the tears of others as a solace for his grief, it was this moment on the way to Calvary, and yet he bade the women to shed no tears for him. He who wept at Bethany and whose blood now wept on the road of Jerusalem bade them not to weep for him, for his death was a willed necessity, willed freely by him, but a necessity for men. Furthermore, since he had promised to wipe away all tears, tears for him were needless. No tears of Delilah would keep this Samson from his work today. No superficial wailings of the women of Jerusalem would weaken him in his determined purpose of sacrifice their dowry of tears could not make them brides of his heart. If he were just a good man going to his death, then let them open the fountain of tears. But because he was a priest going to sacrifice, then let them weep only if they availed themselves not of the fruit of his sacrifice." As he would purge death of death by rising from the grave, so now he purged tears of lamentation by showing that sin alone was worth tears. They were weeping for him as a good man, but no such tears would he have at his deathbed. By rejecting their grief, he showed that he was not a good man sent to death, but a God-man saving sinners. Yes, he was not a good man sent to death, but a God-man saving sinners. Let that ring in your hearts, my children, and accompany not a good man sent to death, but the God-man saving sinners. For this reason, this Friday is good. Not because a good man was sent to death, but because the God-man saved sinners. And so, if we weep, yes, it is for sins, but not in lamentation, but in joy, for he has redeemed us. If we weep for the doom of the world, it is not in fear, but because the world shall be made new by his righteousness. If we weep for death, it is not in despair, but in hope, for it is a door we must all pass through and must pass through confidently for it was passed through first by the only Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, who entered the Holy of Holies with his own blood and paid All need for sin. Weep not because a good man is sent to death, but because the God-man saves sinners. And when you're done weeping, grab the hand of the Virgin Mary and call her mother, made mother by the blood and tears of the cross, and sing and pray And know that you are saved by Jesus Christ and the power of his blood, and that his resurrection will cast out all fear, and his sacraments will give all strength. And yes, we should do penance for our sins that drove him to that wretched place. And we should weep out of joy that we are saved, knowing that that all those tears and all those songs and all those prayers are of love not for a good man sent to death, but for Jesus Christ, the God-man who saves sinners. We worship you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.